I like music. Well, shall we talk about books? Or about Bruno? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. We should not talk about Bruno. <laughs> oh, no, why not? Jeez. All right, books. Let's talk about books. All right. Hey guys, here's what's coming up. On June 20th, we have a spoiler-free episode for you all. Our Patreon episode will be Books and Eggs, in which we will compare different books to various kinds of eggs. Tune in to hear our hot takes. And don't forget to check out our Patreon. We have all sorts of cool perks available, from our mini-series and monthly episode-picking poll to bookmarks and books from our TBRs. Check out all the cool perks at patreon.com slash thebooklifepodcast. We hope you consider supporting us if you can. And we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout out to our patrons, the Pirate Queen, Sam, Megan, and Leah. May your problems always be fictional. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, and my best friend, Abby. Today, we're going to talk about Artificial Condition by Martha Wells. So this is book two, guys, in the Murderbot Diaries series. So... We already have talked about the first one, which is called All Systems Red. Um, and just so you guys know, we probably will be releasing the next two books as well pretty soon. Because guess what? Mo has just finished books three and four, which means we get to talk about it along with this one. So this is an excellent sci-fi novel. Actually, it's a novella. It's a little bitty, cute little short story, which is kind of nice. Not short. I mean, they're like 150 pages each. But they are a delight. This book specifically, I love saying that word because everyone mocks me when I say that word, <laughs> was a Nebula Award finalist, a Locus Award winner, and a Hugo Award winner. So if you guys don't remember, All Systems Red cleaned up all the awards, and this one cleaned up two of the awards. So if that gives you any idea how good of a book this is, that should be your first indicator. So, some additional fun facts as well, especially about Martha Wells. Did you know, Abby, that as a child, Martha would go to the library and conveniently the sci-fi fantasy section was right there next to the children's section. And she would just wander back and forth because she wanted to find novels that featured female leads. But the children's section in the 70s had like no books with females. It was all boys. And she was like, mm, no, thank you. But she could find these like she could find strong female leads in the sci-fi section, which I find really interesting because I can only think of like two authors from the seventies that involve sci-fi and female leads. So kudos to her for finding more books than I did. So, but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Next, why did Wells write these books? Well, I found out she was tired of the trope, AI wants to become human. And she was like, yeah, that's been overdone. You know what? What are the AI that wants to be an AI and survive without prejudice in the corporate rim, as we call it in this world? I was like, I like that premise. Very cool. And then lastly, she worked as a programmer before becoming an author. And that is where she drew a lot of her inspiration for how Murderbot uses data analytics during combat situations because she worked primarily um, with um, databases. So I was like, yeah, girl, you use that knowledge to write an awesome book. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely see it in her writing too because like 
Murderbot will go into more detail about how he's hacking systems and stuff and what he's doing in them versus, oh yeah, they have a gun. It's probably this model, but I'm not 100% sure. Like (laughs) that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Murderbot does not care about the weapons and the fighting. Like he'll do it if he has to. But all the detail for the tech that you get is in the data systems. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Love it. Oh, Abby, I'm curious. Um, what format did you read this book in? I read the physical book. I actually own all the physical books of the published ones now. It's just how I read the first one. And I liked it so much that I decided to get the rest. The one thing I don't like about the physical books is I hate the dust jackets. I'm usually one of those people who would just leave the dust jackets on when I'm reading a hardcover because, you know, it's there to protect the cover. But the the, the feeling of the dust jackets on these is like sandpaper. And I hate it so much. When I go to read one of these, I just immediately take the dust jacket off. Cause I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't touch this. <laughs> so what about you? How did you read it? I'm actually wrong in my response in our notes. I did not read this one as an audiobook Cause I was like, wait a second. I didn't. So I read the first two all systems read in our artificial condition as eBooks, which I highly enjoyed. And then I actually have listened to the next two books as audiobooks. So, however, I am getting them all from the library, but I kind of have the urge. I think I need to own them. But I don't I don't want the hardbacks with the dust jackets. I just want paperbacks. Because uh, they need to, because now you scared me with dust jackets. So, and I'm just imagining. How they- I don't know if they come in paperbacks, do they? I mean, the dust jacket, the dust jacket makes no difference when it's sitting on the shelf. Literally just pull it off and you're fine when you actually go to read it. Okay, fine. (laughs) Well, anyway, so that's cool. So we've kind of covered all the formats so far. Mm, I do like them. These are wonderful books. Um, Abby, can you tell us a summary of this one? Sure. It has a dark past. One in which a number of humans were killed. A past that caused it to christen itself Murderbot but it has only vague memories of the massacre that spawned that title, and it wants to know more. Teaming up with a research transport vessel named Art, you don't want to know what the A stands for, Murderbot heads to the mining facility where it went rogue. What it discovers will forever change the way it thinks. Hmm, so intriguing, so vague, so little information, you must pick it up and read it, is that correct? Yes. (laughs) And therefore, that is what we did. All right. Well, for the characters, it's a very short character list because, again, technically it's a novella. There's not a ton of players. And honestly, it's so like the first one. It's so centered on Murderbot itself that everybody else is just kind of there. (laughs) So who are the characters, Abby? Oh, well, of course, we have Murderbot itself, the main character. He's an AI, he's called what's called a sec unit. And originally his job was being sent by his company to look after miners on different planets. Um, He has now been bought by the last mining group who worked with him and then he ran away. (laughs) And so now, as it suggests, he's trying to figure out what the big massacre was all about. There is art. That's what Murderbot calls it. It <laughs> He calls it the um, A-hole research. What is it? 
a whole research transport. A whole research transport. Just because it is also a sassy AI and Murderbot has to deal with it. And yeah, there's lots of sass between the AIs. <laughs> One of the best parts of the book is the amount of sass. Yes. And then there are three bipedal creatures that feature heavily in this story, but they are of so little consequence that neither of us could remember their names. And they're not even listed on the official fandom wiki. So pretty bad, right? <laughs> you are so minor that <clears throat> no. I mean, and like Murderbot does mention them like in other novels, but they are so I hate saying forgettable, but they're forgettable. They're so inconsequential to anything, even though they're like in a majority of this book. They're just inconsequential. So we're calling them the three t- scientists from Tlacy Excavations. Perfect. Well, guys, that's all you really t- need to know about the beginning of this book. If you're listening and you're like, wow, these sound great, but I haven't read the first one. Good. Go read the first one, then read the second one. I guarantee it's going to take you like a week to read both of them. Might even take you a week to read all four of them. I don't know how fast you read. Then come back because well, we need to talk about this book because it's delightful. And you can also listen to our episode on the first one. That too. All right, guys. Well, when we come back, um, we're going to do the thing where we spoil the thing. So you should stop listening to the thing unless you've read it as well. Talk to you in a minute, guys. Hello, everybody. I'm Megan. And I'm Samantha. With Literary Lushes. And we want to tell you about our podcast. Join us every other week as we dive into a sci-fi or fantasy novel where we also drink cocktails inspired by the novel. We post YouTube videos of us making the cocktails. And a lot of the times we even have the authors on, including Dennis E. Taylor, Marissa Myers, and even Angela Roquet. So join us because you don't want to miss the podcast that's been described as not taking ourselves too seriously. And with that, we say stay Stay lively with your libations. Welcome back. And remember, if you have not read Artificial Condition by Martha Wells, you should pause right here. Go pick up the books and read them because we love them and we think you will too. But we are about to spoil it. So let's talk favorite characters. All right. So this is like unserbly easy to describe the favorite characters. Like literally, if you don't love, wow. Um, as a who's who I prefer. If you literally don't love Murderbot, like just don't even read the books. Like these these books, you're in Murderbot's head the entire time because it's all in first person. And how could you not love snarky, sassy AI? You know, mm-hmm. who is also very intelligent, obsessed with pop cereals, who just wants to be left alone essentially. Oh, I always identify so much with Murderbot. I, too, wish to just be left alone with my shows. (laughs) I don't know if I want to be left alone with shows, per se, but I can be left alone with my books and be happy. Yes, the books. I'd be happy to be left alone with the books. Shows are good, too, but mostly the books. (laughs) I agree. Um, Murderbot is just... I love Murderbot. (laughs) It's amazing. How can one not love that? Yeah. If you don't like Murderbot in the first one, you're not going to like it. Get in the second one, so don't even bother. Yep. Precisely. And then, of course, you know who else I highly enjoy? Art. Mm-hmm. Guys. So did he name himself? I think Murderbot named him, didn't he? Yeah, Murderbot gave Art its name. 
Though still kind of Murderbot. Yeah. <laughs> the acronym cracks me up, honestly. I know. So guys, in case you don't know, we're gonna say a bad word. Bad word is asshole research transport. That is the name of this lovely, basically sentient giant ship that goes back and forth between places with research and is like do 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 do. I'm doing my thing. And then it's like, hey, you want to come hang on my ship? That's cool. Okay. And then, like, when Art, like, first kind of connects with Murderbot, Murderbot's like, oh, my God, you are massive and scary. I don't know if I like this. And Art's like, eh, you know, you'll be fine. Probably. We'll see. Yeah. Art cracks me up. It's just, Um, if you like Murderbot, you'll like Art. (laughs) Art is, like, ten times the sass that Murderbot has, and I love it. Yes. Well, guys, I mean, that's like the favorite characters. Like, the two main characters are delightful. And I got to say, it does make me a little sad that art is only featured in this book. So you get, you get all your art love right here, guys. But then again, maybe art will come back later in other later books. But I don't know. For this run, this storyline, this is the book of art. We love the book of art. I was very sad that this was the only book that art was in. I was hoping like that Murderbot would just stay with art and art would take him wherever he needed to go. I just, I wanted, I wanted the two sassy AIs together forever. Right. Stay together. (laughs) Become an old married couple of sassy AI-ness, right? (laughs) Or even just like old best friend AIs with all the sassiness, like just, just stay together forever. Uh, roaming the galaxy and having fun like i'm really roaming the galaxy and watching serials oh it's time for us to go to a port we're out of media quick let us go down some more okay good we're good go bye peace out uh that would be beautiful right but you not know, so great for a story but you know <laughs> art, art would have to work because um art needs fuel so art would have to do some transporting probably oh uh, that's true that could make for an interesting storyline He's picking up weird things to transport. Right. Oh, got to pay for my fuel. What am I transporting today? We are transporting six-lated, maybe cows, maybe pigs. We don't know. The humans eat it. It's an alien. And Murderbot's like, oh, these are gross. They're pooping all over your cargo bay. And ours like, well, you got the legs and the arms. Not me. Guess who is on cleanup duty? Murderbot goes, no, I'm not on cleanup duty. <laughs> Then turns off his, you know, his smellers and stuff. So he can't, or his sense as well. His smellers turns off his nose. So he can't smell anything. And then all of the creatures are like, we love you, Murderbot. And like, they're kind of like dogs. They're kind of nudging him and licking him and slobbering over him. And then Murderbot explodes from the sensory overload. The end. And then Murderbot bonds with one. And then he doesn't want to give away any of them at the end of the transport. And Art's like, you don't understand. You have to. Murderbot's like, but the humans are going to eat them. (laughs) And they don't know it. (laughs) Hey, Martha Wells, can we have that story? Uh, I think we just decided we're going to write some fan fiction, honestly. (laughs) The Adventures of Art and Murderbot. Oh, Murderbot fan fiction. That's what we need to really write. Right. We need to write, write, write. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So, these favorite characters... (laughs) There's not many of characters to choose from. 
There's just like one overarching bad guy, honestly, and it's the company. I think it's Gray Chris, yes? Yep, yep, you're right. Yeah, um, and these are Murderbot's previous owners who uh, caused, like something they did caused the messed up crap that caused Murderbot to go nuts and er they covered everything up. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, they're slimy. They're terrible. They do so many, like, barely legal things. (laughs) Like, this is legal, but I'm hanging on by the tips of my fingernails kind of legal. And by legal, you mean super duper questionable? Yes. Yes. So we don't like them. They're slimy and gross. And, um, I mean, I don't expect them to ever actually be defeated because they're a giant corporation, but at the same time, I would like them reduced in size. <laughs> right? Pretty much what you said. That the bad people, they do bad things. They've been covering up way too many things. I mean, this book is all about discovering what they erased from Murderbot's mind and what cover-up is possibly going on. And it just shows you that even in the near future, we predict that corporations will still be corrupt. Mm-hmm. Even more corrupt. Right? Oh, true. Corrupt and with guns. On a larger scale. In space. These are corporations that will own planets. Kind of a hot mess, right? Oh, yeah. I feel like this entire world's, like, infrastructure is kind of a hot mess. Like, I don't think that's unrealistic by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's totally realistic, but it's still a giant hot mess. hmm All right, so... But... An enjoyable hot mess. Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, we're just going to talk scenes in general instead of favorite and least favorite because, like, it's such a short book. I don't think there's any, like, least favorite scenes in general. Before. Well, I can't think of any either. Like. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, yeah. I loved every interaction with art just every interaction with art they were all amazing and I needed more of them (laughs) Um, but I definitely loved art and murderbot debating on how to change murderbot so that he looked more human or could get past the sensors without being yeah being pinged as hey that's a sec unit that's not a human but it was, it, those conversations were really funny for me because Art was like, but you need to do this thing. And Murderbot's like, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want you to change me. And then watching Murderbot try to pass for human. <laughs> it's like, must, must program breathing, random breathing, must, must program random ticks. Have, have to practice walking with my arms, not like a robot. Yes, I love all the... Yes. He literally wrote so much code to make himself look human to other humans. (laughs) Just to like make himself less robotic and the breathing and the walking and the just like randomly looking around. All the little things that we as humans wouldn't think about, but that as a robot, he has to think about. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, that'll help. That's a good, that's a good idea. But, oh man. What else? what else is there? 
there, there are some other weird things too. Like, did he insert ums? I don't think so. He had programs for um, breathing and walking and like where his eyes were going. Cause he's not always looking like at what's in front of him. Oftentimes he's looking at like screens and whatever. Mm-hmm. Not have a vague. <laughs> he's, I always enjoy. They're walking around, they're wearing the clothes. And it's like, I want my suit. I want my um, helmet. I don't like this. I want my armor. <sighs> People. I want my face covered. Right. <laughs> yeah. So there's just like a whole list of little things that he programs um, that he makes for this program that just like automatically makes him move more like he's a human. (laughs) It's just, it's so funny. And then um, I also really enjoyed Murderbot finally getting to discover some of what happened at the station when it went crazy, like why all those Mm -hmm. people were murdered by it. and that was really interesting to finally discover some of that. Like definitely terrifying, you know? Oh yeah. Entirely. Yeah. Cause wasn't it like, um, a corporate signal or something? I don't remember exactly. I don't remember either. Uh, okay. I'd have to read it again. Anyway, what about you? Anything else you liked? Um, I love an art. It's just watching rise and fall sanctuary moon over Murderbot's shoulder. And Murderbot's like, I don't know if I like this. Like, giant ship. Just watching my little screen. And he's he's like... (laughs) It's it's like... To me, the enormity of art that art like Murderbot compared is like a celestial being overlooking the little human shoulder to watch a TV show. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. That's exactly it. (laughs) And he's like, oh my God, what is this? I'm just imagining like a giant presence. that's like a giant, giant eyeball that's bigger than you. Just peeking over your shoulder. (laughs) That's what I had. I just love everything that involved art and Murderbot. Like everything else was it looked nice so, i mean it was good to work with these humans and i enjoyed um robot being like the cafeteria and you know kind of hacking into the i guess it was a system sec unit and it's like i'm gonna take over your drones and your cameras so i can watch these conversations and oh look these are nice humans they're dumb they need security because they are freaking dumb i'm gonna go be their security person while we go to this place so, you know solves the mystery gets back on art and does you know it's singing yeah yeah mm-hmm. i did enjoy uh murderbot deciding to act as a security consultant like that was a really interesting and smart move because technically it was murderbot's job to be a security bot like up until then anyways so he kind of has the expertise already and he's just like you know, just pretend to be human while I do this instead. And they'll actually listen to me and they can't tell me no. You love it. All right. So final thoughts. I love this book as much as I love the first one. It is truly another five star. I might, this one might be my favorite out of the four I've read so far out of this first initial run, just because mm-hmm. I enjoy art and murder mm-hmm. so much together. 
they really made this book awesome. Um, I love Murderbot being able to pass as a security consultant and still staying true to itself. And it's like, I don't want to be human, but I would like a job because I like hard currency cars. Give me the hard <laughs> currency car, please. Thank you. Buys, well, not really buys media, downloads media. <laughs> yeah, just downloads it. <laughs> mm, I agree. Um, this is definitely a five-star book. And I agree. I think this is probably, of the four that I've read, my favorite. Um, double the sassy AI, and that's really what I'm here for. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you can't go wrong with that. I did finish the fourth one like a week or two ago. I don't know. I'm, I'm planning to read five and six sometime this year. So we'll see. I'll get there. But yeah, this is just a fantastic installment. And I would be so thrilled if Wells brought art back. And if she doesn't, I need to write Murderbot fan fiction now. <laughs> I mean, we might, I, yeah. Well, did you get to read the fifth one yet? No. Okay. So I wonder if Murderbot's in there. Or not Murderbot. Duh, Murderbot's in there. Art. Wrong name. Wrong mm-hmm. AI. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm excited to find out. Mm-hmm. Well, guys. So, I personally am advocating that we're going to talk about books three and four next. So we might do a whole little run of these books. And if you have not picked up these books, they are amazing and delightful and you need to pick them up today tomorrow right now yes all right guys we will see you well in two weeks bye guys see you in a couple weeks guys bye if you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love drop us a rating or review on the app you use or share the episode post on your preferred social media everything helps you can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our miniseries, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.